0: Welcome to The Band Hall, a Young Band Directors of Texas podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Beaver, president of YBDT. And with me is Chelsea Frazier, our podcast producer. YBDT is a nonprofit organization for young band directors in Texas. We're here to talk about the ins and outs of teaching band, especially in the first few years of your career.
1: Today, we are talking about the transition into and out of student teaching. Welcome to The Band Hall.
0: Welcome, welcome to the band hall. Band hall plus one.
1: Band hall plus one. <laughs> and I love that.
0: Good morning, Jacob. Good morning. How are you doing, <laughs> sir? Sir, sure. I'm doing good. How are you both? Doing good. I feel like it's been forever since we've been since we've been on on the recording. So happy to get back to it. Happy to get back to speaking English <laughs> on a <the> podcast.
1: Uh- <laughs> for sure. For sure. We usually record at the beginning of the month each month but as some of you might be able to tell you might not be able to my voice is shot I am or I was sick last week when we usually record and um my voice just hasn't come back yet I feel totally fine though all is good voice is a disaster so if it bothers any of you guys sorry I can't do anything about it
0: well, I told Here we are, I uh, told Chelsea, Chelsea that I she sounds sultry. <laughs> so, if you listeners want to send her a message saying that she sounds wonderful, please do so. Thank
1: you, thank you. I'm very self conscious about <laughs> it right now. <laughs> well,
0: we were we were talking before we started recording about how all three of us are kind of kind of under the weather. Uh, Jacob, you said you're dealing with some allergy
2: stuff. It that this is the best part of living in Texas. There's just ever changing weather. One week it's summer, then this week it's winter, and then by the end of this week it will feel a little bit like fall around the Thanksgiving time. But it's just it, it's just a plus of living in Texas.
0: Exactly. Sometimes all that weather happens in a day.
2: <laughs> so, yep.
0: And then I'm dealing with a stomach bug right now, so we're all just a little worse for the wear. I guess, I think I have to blame uh, blame marching season for this. I think, uh, well, I, ca- I guess Chelsea can't blame marching season, but you can blame. I marching can't. Season. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I can blame it anyway, but it's, it's not the reason. My my reason is uh, just middle school children.
0: Yeah, they can be grubby.
2: Don't even talk to me about elementary.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you have yeah. Oh no, oh. that's that's the worst one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we are here today with uh, Jacob Dellinger, he is our college team lead, um, and so we figured a, a good topic for us to discuss while he's here is uh, student teaching and the ins and outs, you know, going into student teaching, transitioning out of student teaching, you know, all the things that are scariest, I think, about student teaching. So, Jacob, why don't you, uh, you've been on the pod before, uh, but for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Sure. Uh, My name is Jacob Dullinger. I am, as Aaron said, the college team lead this year with the Young Band Directors of Texas. Um, I teach in Killeen ISD. I'm currently working right now as an elementary music teacher at Iduma Elementary School, and some of the other things I do in the district is I do private lessons for tuba and some of the other low brass tuba schooler, in my opinion, but, um, I help out there and recently I was a uh, marching tech this year with uh, shoemaker high school and I got to spend the entire season with them. And, uh, that's just a little bit of what I do.
1: It's cool. You do like a little bit of everything, which I love.
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: And, yeah. f- and I'm outnumbered again. I just realized. Yeah, I feel like with the tubas.
0: Tuba players are just slowly but surely taking over YBDT, taking over. which is how tuba players do things. Slowly but surely.
1: Right. <laughs> slowly but surely. I love it. Tuba time. So j-
0: exactly. <laughs> so Jacob, you are. This is your second year with the college team, correct? Yes. Yeah, so last year you were the assistant team lead, and you moved up this year to the um, to the lead position. Um, and you and Michelle have been doing such a great job this year. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what the college team
2: does? Sure, and thank you so much. Um, the college team is a part of YBDT, which is outreaching for the younger music educators, so that way we can shared the word about all the things that YBDT does at a much more earlier stage versus the director phase of things. We try to implement into the colleges early so they can walk out of college already as a member of YBDT and already coming in with resources. And as of right now, we're at several different universities. Shout out to all of our universities, SFA, Sam Houston State University, Texas Christian University, The University of North Texas, Tyler Junior College, as I'm trying to pull up my list so that way I don't get uh, mean (laughs) messages later from my team, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but some of our colleges, as well as uh, Texas A&M Commerce as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, Commerce. (laughs) (laughs) You could send me the hate letters later, but <laughs> um, those those are the colleges we're affiliated with, and there are those colleges we have our that's called our college representatives, which I was for a few years way back when. Um, at when I was a college student at Mary Hardin Baylor, and what a college rep does is they plan events just like um, a region rep does for their region, but this time it's more college based level, a focus level, and they plan these events, whether if it's um, a social event or even maybe even a clinic event. I know this month we have quite a few clinic events as well as I know one of our universities is doing a cookie decorating event later on. Oh I, I, I love wish, that. I wish I was smart enough to think of that. <laughs> <laughs> but but that that just goes to show the creativity of the members of our college team, and each and every single one of them is doing a great job with their respective university. And we're looking forward to seeing what the future has and looking to see who we can, ke- who we could be affiliated with for New Year's to come.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we're always so looking to expand to more colleges, mm-hmm. and um, they, the college team has like some of the best events. They do such an incredible job. So we love, love, love our college team.
0: Yeah, I was, I was looking through the events recently because I was working on the, the newsletter for this month. Um, it's really cool to see what kind of creative ideas that the college reps come up with for events, you know, they, like, mm-hmm. like the cookie decorating is really cool, but they also, um, there's a, an event that just happened I think it's Sam Houston where they just talked about the art of vulnerability which I think is such a cool oh, I love such it. a cool thing to yeah you know think about and talk about in the context of being a band director being a musician because it's a big part of it um and I, I just love love the things that the college team's doing so mm-hmm. great you're doing, y'all are doing such a great job
2: Thank you so much, and it's only because of the hard work that each member is putting into the team.
0: Yeah, hundred (laughs) percent. And I think it's so great that with the college team, you know the the members of YBDT that are in college, they leave knowing that there's a community out there waiting for them. You know, (laughs) you know when I when I graduated and got into the workforce, you know it was kind of scary. You know, you don't, you, you go into a program where maybe you are the youngest person on staff, you know, where you uh, may be closer to age to the students than you are the other directors, you know, that you work yeah. with. And it's a very strange time. So knowing that you have this community behind you already uh, really helps. It really makes you feel feel safer, I think, going into the workforce. So I think it's really important what you guys are doing.
1: So, speaking of all of the the stuff that they're doing, do you want to speak a little bit about the the focus group that you guys have?
2: Absolutely. Uh, so, YBDT also has a student teaching focus group as well that was started a few years ago. Um, which we do it by semester, so there's one for fall uh, student teachers, and then there's another one for spring student teachers. We have we're currently in our fall one, and we're actually meeting uh, next Sunday. Um, we meet once a month. And we go over things that student teachers should know and it helps prepare them to eventually step into the big, big boy, big girl shoes and stuff like that of having a real job. And I know last week we had our very own Amanda Blackstone talking about networking and which I feel like is something I could have used when I was (laughs) in teaching. Yeah, all of us. (laughs) Yeah. And I... I know coming up, we're going to be talking about how we're going to talk about job hunting, resume, cover letters and things like that. And just stuff that they should really know for that certain time and for that certain group. And right now we have three amazing, uh, three amazing humans involved with our uh, student teaching focus group. Always, always there, always active, always engaged. And they're awesome. And uh, that group is really going well. And, We're looking to see even more in the, especially for the spring semester as well.
1: So, if um, before we get into you know the topic of the day, which is transitioning in and out of student teaching, if there's people listening right now that want to be a part of next semester's student teaching focus group, what do they need to do to be a part of that?
2: Yeah, so we're going to have an application sent out by our social media team our pr team and all they have to do is just fill it out um the application we try to make it really easy but we also try to make it as a way to get to know the individual and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so that way we know how to best meet their needs and best further help themselves as they are are in that sage's transition and stuff like that perfect
1: perfect so if you're listening and you're student teaching next semester in the spring, now is the time to really like make sure you're on our social media, which like, if you're listening and you're not on our social media, like who are you? What are you doing? Come on. Follow us on Instagram, um, and we have a group on Facebook as well, but the social media team will be posting about it, and keep your eyes peeled so that you can get that application in. We want as many of you guys that are student teaching as possible next semester. Um, the more the merrier, and if this is a totally... I mean, everything we do is free, but this is a totally free thing um, to kind of help you in your student teaching.
0: Yeah, and if you're if you're a director that's going to have a student teacher, um, feel free to push it to them. I know um, absolutely. Amanda Blackstone has a student teacher this semester, and when she showed up, the first one of the first things she told her was, "You are going to be in the student teacher fo- <laughs> focus group." <laughs>
1: I love that. But I think, I love you know,
0: it. if if I was going to have a student teacher, I would, you know, almost make it a requirement to be part of that because yeah. you want them to be, you know, in contact with other people that are going through mm-hmm. the same thing so that you mm-hmm. know, they can, you know, share their experience, gain experience from others, and be that more ready to go out <laughs> into the world once they're
1: done student Absolutely. teaching. Absolutely. Absolutely. Having, having people, you know, going through the same thing and that you can balance things off of is everything. One of the the most random and helpful things that ever happened to me teaching was my first year teaching. Um, my district created new spots at all of our high schools, a third director spot mm-hmm. at every high school all at the same time. And there were two positions open at the middle school level or the junior high level. Um And so six of us were hired. At the time, there was only four four, um, high schools in our district. So six of us were hired at the same time in our district, and we were all first-year band directors. And it's like that never happens. That's like not a thing. Um, But we got to know each other because we were going to all these trainings together at the beginning of the year. Um, We hung out together. And like having that little community... Um, and some of them, you know, have turned into like my best friends that I still hang out with all the time. And, um, having that little community was actually a total freak accident on my part. Um, but it was everything starting my career that I could, like, I had people nearby. Um, I can guarantee that that is not going to happen for people. (laughs) Like what district just hires six first year teachers at the same time in bands? You know what I mean? Um, so reach out and find these people and create that for yourself. It's such such a cool thing to have in your corner.
0: Yeah, 100%. Building that community from the ground up is is so yeah. important. So so it makes makes the job so much easier.
1: For sure. Well, let's transition Ooh, into, into talking about into transition. <laughs> I was trying to make that as smooth as I could. It wasn't wasn't gonna happen the joke was there somewhere but um so let's talk about when you go into student teaching so you just finished your coursework it's time for your student student teaching um semester what should you expect and i wrote that question at first and my my initial answer in my head is everything right expect (laughs) everything and expect nothing you know what Mm -hmm. i mean? Yeah. It's so different. Student teaching is such a unique experience for every single person out there. Um, Depending on your personality, depending on the personality of the directors that you're working with, depending on where you are in the state, depending on the size of the school you're at, depending on, I mean, it depends on so many things. So walking in with almost walking in with no expectations is maybe a good way to start you Mm -hmm. know um there are definitely uh, things gonna things are gonna be thrown at you every single day and there's not really something that we can say oh this will definitely happen and this will definitely Mm -hmm. happen and you'll get this experience um so kind of be open to whatever's thrown your way
0: yeah for sure um And I I think, unfortunately, one thing to expect is to not get paid. Um, That, I think, is the Mm. worst part of student teaching um, is the quote-unquote unpaid internship aspect of it. Um, And it's really hard for people. Um, It is. You know, there's there's people that, you know, will work full-time jobs just so they can afford to actually student teach. Um, I think that's a problem in our <laughs> I in our school systems and societies. You know, there are um, a couple of districts around that do pay their student teachers, and I think that is really? that is a trend that I hope continues to grow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, like even you know even substitute teacher pay for those for those student teachers would be game changing. I think that oh, yeah. I think it's a real problem yeah. and you know I think <laughs> I don't want to be on, you know, my my soapbox for too long about it, but student teachers should be paid and that You're is right, uh, <laughs> that's what I will that's what I will leave there.
1: Um, real quick, you don't have to say um the school if you don't want to, but maybe we should each say like the part of the state or you can say the school um where we student taught. Because I'm sure the three of us have very different experiences with that, too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I student taught in the DFW area. Um, I student taught at Hebron High School and at Creek Valley Middle School.
1: LISD? Mm-hmm. Represent.
2: <laughs> and I student taught in... Uh, I spent the first half in Leander ISD. I was at Vister Ridge High School and then I spent the second half of my student teaching semester at Salado uh, Middle School, which is just a little bit, a little bit up north of Leander.
1: So you did half and half, and then yes,
2: I did half and half.
1: Aaron, did you do half and half, or was it at the same time? It
2: was, it
0: was the same time. It was mixed. So I, I split my weeks between the two schools.
1: And I student taught in Lubbock, um, at Lubbock Cooper High School and um there's two feeder middle schools um lovett cooper middle school and uh, bush middle school and i i did throughout the day so i did the whole semester but i went down and they they um it was like my day was split instead of my semester which was great so yeah three completely different parts of the state three i'm sure very different situations of student teaching,
0: yeah, um, hundred <laughs> percent. And I think that's that's a interesting hear, hearing how we all student taught. Kind of makes me think about how the the school you go to will kind of determine how your student teaching experience goes. Um, because if if you don't know how student teaching works, if you're a college student that is not quite there yet, um, you've got two different requirements for your student teaching you've got your secondary requirement and your elementary requirement quote unquote um and for us band people most times the beginner band experience we get with sixth graders counts for that elementary requirement but some schools will have you student teach elementary as well or if that's a direction you you consider going, you can specifically request to be placed at an elementary. But I feel like most times doing that sixth grade beginner band experience counts for your secondary.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I would say, and I could be wrong about this, but I feel like most times people do it the way that Jacob did it, where it's literally half of the semester Mm -hmm. is at a high school or a junior high middle school situation and then they switch halfway through. Um, I know there's a lot of people like me and Aaron that were able to do it for the full semester. If that's a possibility for you and if you get a chance to talk to someone and request it, I think that is probably the way to go because Mm -hmm. you're with (laughs) the kids for the full semester. Um, It's like once you start to get the relationship with the kids, is I feel like when the student teacher has to leave, yeah, um, which stinks. So if you're able to do a full semester and split your day, like me and Aaron were able to, uh, I, that's what I would suggest. But I know that's <laughs> not really an option for a lot mm-hmm. of people.
0: Yeah, and I feel like getting in on the ground floor um, with, with especially those younger kids, getting as soon as you can get in with them at the beginning of whatever semester you're student teaching is really yeah. going to help with that that relationship you build. You know, because sure. you know, if if you're just some dude that you know walks in, you know, week ten of the semester, yeah, they're just gonna like stare at you for <laughs> for, for <laughs> yeah. a while before is, they actually uh, trust you enough to let you teach them. Is that how you felt, Jacob, or or did you feel differently?
2: Yeah, well, I agree with everything you are saying. By the way, because it it was it was it was a little bit awkward for me personally, just like mm-hmm. transition from one school to a different school where I already established. I felt like I established myself pretty well at one school. And then all the a sudden i by myself. <laughs> oh no, I'm only one day away from not being here anymore and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and I feel like the, the trans- transition from school to school for me was a little bit smoother because of the directors I had in, they made sure to like introduce me to the different classes they had whether it was a beginner class or maybe it was an ensemble and stuff like that and they really made me feel like i was at home no matter what school i was at and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. um i feel like that was very key to like feeling more comfortable getting out of my as I call it, my turtle shell of comfortabil- <laughs> comfortability mm-hmm. and stuff like that to where I can work to be able to just act like I've been teaching there for the previous 10 weeks and stuff like that and just have just have that confidence mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, so mo- more things to expect. Um, if you're student teaching in the fall... Um, at the high school, I think you should definitely plan on being around for their summer band, um, their summer band camp. You know, that's where you're going to uh, get to know the kids a lot. Um, If you're helping out with the marching band show, you get there at the beginning, you see kind of what the beginning stages are of that. And, you know, for a lot of, lot of schools, it's probably kind of an expectation that you're there for for the summer band camp even though you're not going to officially start until almost september um right they want you there um partially for free labor and partially for you <laughs> to um get that experience from the very beginning
1: which is important yeah. to get to see that from from day one mm-hmm. i think is important but yeah that is some some extra days on your end
0: yeah And again, unpaid internship. So (laughs)
1: we'll, we'll send this episode to the people that need to hear it. Yeah. Universities (laughs) or no, it'd be the school district, school district. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: But, uh, you know, they, they usually they'll do, do you right. If you go for summer band, they'll probably, they'll try and feed you as much as they can. They'll, you know, (laughs) if they're, if there's like lodging you need they can probably help you find something if you're moving in quickly cuz mm-hmm. you know may june july you know that's not a lot of time to get your life uprooted from wherever you are and go to wherever you're student teaching um unless of course your student teaching you know where you went to school um right. that w- that wasn't the case for me i uh I moved from the Amarillo area to Denton over the summer and then immediately started student teaching. So it was <laughs> it was a hectic time, beginning to end. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you guys do fall or spring? I I teaching? did fall. You did mm-hmm. fall. I did too.
2: I also did fall.
1: Okay. So fall <laughs> <laughs> fall is a great time to student teach, except that you then have to figure out what you're doing in the spring. Mm-hmm. And that is really, really challenging. So if you are a fall person, um, I'm sure that you're thinking about this already. Or if if student teaching is like next fall for you or whatever, um, this is something that you really do need to think about because in, in reality, there are not jobs that open up. Yeah. Um, halfway through the school year. And if it does open up, it's very rare. And, you know, there's going to be a ton of people going for it that also were in the same situation as you. And it could be a very so, challenging
0: situation if there's a job be. opening there's, in the middle of the year.
1: If if a job is opening in the middle of the year, it's probably a giant red flag.
2: <laughs> you know,
1: I mean, truly. Mm-hmm. With, you know, I'm sure some exceptions, but it's something's happening there. Yep. But me personally i was lucky enough to be hired on by lubbock cooper as a clinician for the rest of the school year Mm -hmm. um and i worked with their third band at the high school for the rest of the year and i also lived in lubbock which the cost of living is like in the dirt Mm -hmm. so it was something that i was able to make do for the for the rest of the year and got me some experience Mm -hmm. um so that was, you know, I was really lucky in that regard. But, you know, long-term subbing is something that you guys can also look into just getting a, a job in the meantime. What did you guys do?
2: I will say it was kind of weird for me because I graduated in the fall of 21 just Burst. right after schools were starting to kind of open up again. Mm-hmm. And right. There were, there were not many job openings whenever yeah. I was... <laughs> trying to find yeah. a job and stuff like that and uh a buddy of mine that i was student teaching with um he was just hired on by a isd as an elementary music teacher and um he he just said you know you should really come um they have another position open as well you would also get uio experience from observing one of the elementary immerse school t- teachers whoever they can assign to you and i I looked into it, I thought about it, prayed about it, and then it was like all right i'll I'll get my feet wet and stuff like that, and yeah. sure enough mm-hmm. they I was interviewed at the job fair actually um it was uh my principal as well as my fine arts director and i and a few days later i was my contract was emailed to me, and stuff like that. It and is so, crazy, yeah. yeah, but I love it, but yeah, it just even taking that step because I just know there's a lot of people who are on here listening that have that started in the elementary world as well. Oh yeah, and stuff like that. And so I know a lot of them have found success afterwards, like finding a position afterwards. And I thought that was best for me, especially coming from the weird, strange pandemic time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. For me, it was. A little strange as well. I, um, right after student teaching, I, um, was doing substitute teaching in Lewisville ISD, Mm -hmm. which, um, one thing Louisville ISD is really good about is like onboarding student teachers in the district as subs, um, the next semester, um, they make it a really smooth transition if it's something that you want to do. Um, so that was very convenient um, so I was subbing in Louisville ISD during the spring and ooh, ooh. I was actually what they called uh, an on-call sub and so ooh. I didn't get to pick my assignments which most subs do they would they would call me at like 7:45 in the morning after all the jobs oh, were taken love that. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever leftover jobs they had I would get assigned to.
1: So the ones that nobody wanted.
0: Yes. Uh, but the <laughs> the, the trade off for that was I got paid the permanent sub rate whenever I had oh, a job. Cool. So, you know, I was like I can That's nice. I can handle a day in a in an iffy <laughs> in if an iffy classroom for more money. And so I was doing that for a while and it, I had lots of a uh, very interesting experiences. Um, did you do
1: all ages? I
0: did um the very first wait i want
1: to ask good I, I just want to ask if you went to the school that i went to what school did you go did you go well Louisville.
0: uh i did not do any at Louisville high school <laughs> wow well, i know okay
1: what about huffines middle school
0: i did go to huffines that's me girl <laughs> and
1: then what about degane elementary
0: no i don't think i did any there
1: ah, okay well, you got huffines huffines husky <laughs> shout yeah. out yeah yeah. Um anyway, sorry, go ahead. The, that was totally personal. <laughs> I was just curious.
0: Uh the very first assignment I got as an on call sub, I was placed in a I think it was it was a second grade classroom. It was a four Oops. day assignment in a duolingual <laughs> class on the Spanish side. And oh you God. know, I, I am a Duolingo hero now, but at the time right, right, I right. was <laughs> Wholly unprepared, <laughs> and I like everything they did in that classroom was in Spanish. You know, all their work they were wow. supposed to only speak in Spanish, and because they did like half of their week in the Spanish side and then half of their week in the English side, so that they could kind of become fluent as they cool. as they go, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I would totally yeah, I put that. my kid in a program like that. Yeah, um, but. Having not gone through a program like that, I <laughs> didn't quite. Speaking
1: only English. But... <laughs> yeah.
0: And so the teacher that I was subbing for had a student teacher. And I looked at her, put my arm <laughs> on her shoulder and said, this is your time to shine.
1: <laughs> I love that. And
0: <laughs> I, that so I did as much as I could, but she really took the lead. And I was so grateful
1: <laughs> that she was there. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, something I want to mention and and emphasize real quick, because we're talking about the differences of our experiences mm-hmm. um, is how much podium time you're gonna get. Uh, That's a big thing that I think for some people, you're you know we're really lucky. And we get a lot of podium time and all that. And for some people, especially if you go to a really competitive school, in a hard time of year like UIL, or you know, they're in a really competitive marching season, or what have you, you might not get as much. What what are your thoughts about this? Because I know you both of you went to really competitive districts mm-hmm. um, for your student teaching. M-
0: my experience was uh, during marching rehearsals we were basically techs we you know were all over the field we were you know handling individuals kind of working correcting right. you know one-on-one and then during the music side um it was a lot of observation and a little bit of pullouts. Uh, we okay. would pull out sections every once in a while but um aside from i i was um given a piece to do on the winter concert which was which oh, was cool. great it Good. Was a lot of fun but other than that it was a lot of sitting observing taking notes yeah doing that Did you have a, what about you jacob
1: yeah. oh sorry. no i was
0: i was transitioning
2: double transition oh, to perfect. jacob <laughs>
1: we love that <laughs>
2: <laughs> and i will take that transition um so yeah <laughs> Yeah, so my experience is a little bit similar to Aaron. I was, during the marching season, I was practically a marching tech and stuff like that. Right. And um, some of the individual podium time I would get is if is if we would split. Sometimes they would send some of the yeah. it sections to me, like I got a lot of tubas, I got a lot of low brass. And depending on third man, I would get like the entire brass section while someone else works with the woodwinds and stuff like that. And right. Um I mean the only real other podium time I got respectfully was um working on the stand tune and stuff like that. It was their homecoming mm-hmm. game that week. <laughs> and they had me work on the stand tune. They've been playing like ever since the school opened and stuff like that. It's yeah. Um won the sand tunes by uh Wendy Houston. I forgot which one it was, <laughs> but <laughs> I, um I about it. All my but even like Working in sections and stuff like that, I would be put in uh, situations I was not necessarily comfortable with at the time because I remember Damn. my first, the first section I section I had to teach was clarinets, and clarinets yeah. was at the time was the bane of my existence because for the life <laughs> of me I couldn't cover <laughs> the holes and stuff like that. That's funny. And here I am teaching. Re- here I am teaching recorder now irony i love it Uh, (laughs) and stuff like that and so i was just uncomfortable because the rhythms and stuff like that they were reading were like triplet and Mm -hmm. tip and like quarter i mean not quarter but 16th note rhythms and stuff like that something a tuba player rarely sees (laughs) stuff like that and so um you know i was just putting situations like that to where i feel like yeah which i felt like it did kind of prepare me especially for I mean, even right now doing elementary because it's just like, how do you do with things that happen like that or whatever? Like being, oh, it yeah, me It taught me to be more accustomed to like last minute changes. Um, maybe, yes. Maybe someone does something in the room. Just being prepared for the unexpected and stuff like that. <laughs> and um, that's such a huge
1: thing as as teachers.
2: Mm-hmm. And I definitely felt like that kind of prepared me especially going into middle school because i did i did get more podium time which respectfully i know the high school they were doing a lot because that was their state year um they were going to the bands america grand nationals contest that year in indianapolis so Mm -hmm. it was a big year for them and they had to do a lot of work for it which it did pay off in the end for them and stuff like that and um i was just thankful for those many opportunities i got that i didn't think I was gonna get coming into the student teaching experience for sure yeah
0: one thing that you definitely should expect going into student teaching is to be pushed out of your comfort zone Um, uh yeah you will be you know almost constantly um during my during my middle school um portion of student teaching I um I basically got thrown into the tuba class. They said, "You know, it's your instrument. You're going to teach." And so, yeah, welcome. Yep, that was that was fun. But I also um, got thrown into the clarinet class, and I said, <laughs> "It was a little more guided, thank goodness." But <laughs> like, all right, here's a clarinet. You are uh, you're in charge. Well, well, uh, well. But I'm very thankful for those kinds of situations.
1: I was um, lucky to get. Quite a bit of podium time um and part of it was because um, was because the, the the directors I was with were very open to giving me that time. It was um you know we we're competitive but not quite at the same level, you know um, and so I every morning would um lead stretches and warm ups and stuff in Marching man, which was always fun and then and then I was basically a, a tech after that, but they'd invite me every once in a while up onto the uh the tower and and kind of show me some things and which was what George is nice um I was given a lot of what's the word it's not power, but <laughs> <laughs> power's not the word, but I was given a a lot of power, if you will, at uh games, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting there would be like whole quarters where the directors would go off and talk to their buddies and they were keeping an eye on me or whatever but then I would just run the band and it was probably great for them they were like oh <laughs> we have a competent student teacher Here you go girl and they never like left me alone but it mm-hmm. would go and they would talk to their they'd be like here's the mic you got have it. At it yeah <laughs> yeah how about it and it was great um, so I got a lot of experience with that and I got to basically run the third band um, while I was there mm-hmm which was really nice. And I had one of the middle school directors came um, over quite a bit and he would, uh, now one of the downsides to that was that the bands two the, the, the concert band and the, I think it was the top band had rehearsal at the same time. Mm. Um, and so, but there was always a director in there with me, kind of guiding me and like, here's what you should do in this situation. We would talk after, after class, and but they, they gave me a, a lot of podium time which was really really challenging in the moment um but in the end very very beneficial for me so you could get no podium time you could get a ton it really depends on where you're at who's with you what the band program is doing at the time i mean it be be ready for any of it truly mm-hmm. um Kind of moving on to the next thing: what to bring, what to wear. What suggestions do you guys have?
0: Um, what to bring? That that is a very, very broad, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But you need you need to be prepared. Um, you know, the... you should be. You should have definitely any scores mm. that you're working on. Any um you should have your tuner and all that it's mm-hmm. be prepared for anything really um yeah. your instrument if you're gonna be you know in front of you know beginners or any sort of pullouts um yeah anything whatever
1: I would say a big thing would be anything to take notes on mm-hmm. notes will be a big a big deal so not necessarily you can like bound and keep them forever but I mean, you can but to reflect back on to ask questions during conference period that's going to be a huge thing for you mm-hmm. Um so something to take notes on scribble down is probably okay. I would say my biggest one
0: yeah for sure
1: yeah and uh
2: come prepared asking questions is something mm-hmm. big, I would say as well because I mean you're working you're working not just to get to know your mentor teacher, but to also get their recommendations, stuff like that as mm-hmm. well. And um, something something I was told by one of my mentors is just to not to not seem like you're a know-it-all kind of guy and stuff like that because there's a lot of things you do discover when you do student teach that college doesn't prepare you for quite as well. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. And stuff like that. <laughs> and because, um, I mean, cause right. I, asked, I would ask my high school Mentor um, teacher a lot of woodwind questions and stuff like that because mm. I was always when I was whenever I wasn't with brass I was always with woodwinds working with, with them or maybe the percussion director as well because I know there's a lot of there's a lot of directors out there that do the one man show kind of thing and they're the director the percussion director as well so getting your knowledge of pedagogy on that that college didn't really prepare you for, for sure. stuff like that because. And, uh, again, just to make a good impression, but also to truly do take that knowledge with you wherever you go so mm-hmm. life is full of surprises
1: I would say i we've been lucky um to have quite a few student teachers since um at at my school since i've been I've been there, and the best student teachers that we have or that we have had you know are involved are taking initiative are asking questions are ready to learn okay you're not coming into student teaching to prove that you know everything and you can do everything that's not the that's not the point of student teaching um you need to be open to um in like honing your craft you need to be asking these questions you need to be taking notes you need to be in rehearsals um and just be being involved is the number one thing yeah. Um taking initiative on hey can we meet I have a few questions. Um if there's downtime straightening up a few chairs, you know, whatever you need to do and you know is something that needs to be done. Um that's it. And those those have always been the strongest student teachers that we have had. Um mm. are the people that take that initiative that are asking questions and sitting down. The people that know that they don't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to cringe so hard All saying right. this because it's such a T-test answer, but you've got to bring a growth mindset. Ew. Uh, Edit it out. <laughs> which I, I understand. It's cringy. Gross. But it's true. But yes, you're right. You know, you've got to be ready right. to learn and grow the entire time you're there. Yeah. And I think that's something you've got to be – prepared for walking in is to basically have everything that you've ever known stripped away because <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's different. You know, it's all, it's different. It's all going to be different than what you learned.
1: You're in college taught. Here's the ideal setting with the ideal student, mm-hmm. you know, on the ideal day. And then you're forced into reality.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, transitioning into what to wear. Um, this is going to be kind of a loaded subject, I feel like, especially yeah. you know between men and women, um, the expectation is you, different. Um, you know, guys, we can get away with throwing on some slacks and a polo, but well, well, you know, I think good. the the real expectation out there sometimes is sometimes is for female band directors to. Kind of work outside of that, and I, I think that Chelsea should kind of take it away there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I
1: I could do that. I think, okay, speaking for both of us, like for all genders, I think the general rule of thumb is whatever the cooperating teacher is wearing is what you wear. Exactly. So if they, for the most part, are dressing up. And, and it because it's different from every school to like the expectations um when in doubt dress a little more professional mm-hmm. um if they're yep. walking in on, like let's say fridays like a fridays on my school campus it's jeans and a redding shirt you know what i mean mm-hmm. um if you come to know that that's an acceptable thing do it do it uh when in doubt dress up a little bit nicer you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. uh, I think for ladies I mean it's always a loaded thing for us all the time I mean how many times have we asked like okay what's an appropriate thing to wear to a concert What's an appropriate thing to wear to daily rehearsal to summer band that's a whole thing um, it can be tricky but a go-to for me when in doubt is just slacks and a nice top mm-hmm. uh, if you want to go a little bit dressier than everybody else getting a nice easy um like a nice easy top with a blazer is great that's gonna be fantastic especially if you're doing like interviews or um, a first impression kind of thing but um unfortunately I think that there is you know stigmas behind what you know, we wear as females in the workplace, mm-hmm. and we could get into that another day if anyone is interested in listening to that perspective on what it's like to be a woman in. I mean, quite honestly, this is a a, a male dominated industry that we work in um, as band directors. So, if anyone's interested in that conversation, I'd be happy to bring some other female directors on and and, and talk and maybe kick Aaron off for a day. But uh, <laughs> he just gave me thumbs up. <laughs> Uh, but it is a reality so it um be comfortable don't ever take things out of your comfort zone um but professional and you know modest Mm -hmm. is you know just the go to but I think for everybody and you guys can chime in when in doubt when you're student teaching dress a little bit nicer Mm -hmm. um and put together
0: yeah for sure (laughs) um I think another thing to think about when dressing for for student teaching is how you kind of present. If you are someone who looks younger than you are, you might want to dress it up a little more um, so that you're yeah. not, especially
1: if you're in a high school setting,
0: yeah, well, because there mean, will be seventeen year olds that look like they're thirty, and if you are mm-hmm. a you know twenty two year old that looks like you're sixteen. You
2: will be stopped in the hallway constantly, (laughs) and I would also suggest asking the mentor teacher as well. Like, yeah, as as well because I know, um, like because we're all fall graduates and stuff like that, (laughs) and I know at the high school they they straight up told me like we're gonna be outside during classes, so bring athletic clothes, right? Yep, stuff clothes for outside and stuff like that. Right, Mm -hmm. we're we're fine with that, but I know. At the middle school level, um, I was at, I was at a district where the prince or the superintendent or the principal, one of those important people <laughs> told the, told the schools, the teachers are like, you guys get jeans all year long and stuff like that. And Love so that. The, I, <laughs> I know I wish every school had that, <laughs> and, yeah. um, in the real world, but, um, you know, it was just kind of like a weird transition thing. Cause I, I came in professionally dressed, and um, one of my mentors is just like, "You kick up the jeans." <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> made it very,
1: yeah.
2: made it very low key. But it, it, it is just like show a sense of professionalism and stuff mm-hmm. like that at the beginning. So I, I hundred percent agree with what you are saying. Anything else about going into student teaching?
1: No, I think that about covers it. I, be flexible. Be involved be aware of your presentation take notes,
0: ask questions. That's about it. Absolutely. Dude, We did
1: that in a a quick three hours. We said that. Yeah. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) So leaving student teaching, um, it's something that, you know, fall student teachers now are kind of preparing for, you know, you know, in some cases, um, student teachers will, um, Will leave their schools once their school is over. You know, before the the school district is ending, and sometimes you'll stick around um, for the end of the right. school year. That's kind of your own decision. Um, I don't think any cooperating teacher is going to judge you for bouncing when you're graduating and no. and no, uh, I don't think not so. sticking around for the rest of the year. But that time's coming mm-hmm. up quick. You're kind you're in your last month or so of student teaching. So the end is in sight Mm -hmm. if you are currently a student teacher listening to this.
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is the the time to think about, you know, kind of what's next for you. And we, we started, um, at the beginning or earlier talking about our own, um, experiences and, and what we did in the spring. Um, and we gave you some ideas, you know, kind of go in a little out of order here, Mm -hmm. but, Think about, you know, what are your opportunities? What are what are the things that are around you? And, and honestly, if you have to get a job that's not teaching because of just what you need to do for a semester, you do what you got to do. Yeah. But you also should be, you know, keeping in touch with the people that you've been working with, the people that you've been making connections with, um, staying involved in YBDT and what the things that we have. And As much, and I know we've said this before, but as much as we don't want to admit it, it is who you know a lot of times whenever you're getting a job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, you know, making connections, reaching out to people, um, you know, that maybe you don't know, but you'd like to know. um, And then you have these connections already um, when it does come time to look for these jobs when they open up in the spring. Um, But that's a big a big thing is making it's like the number one thing that Aaron and I talk about on this podcast is (laughs) making connections, making your community and keeping in touch with these people. Um, So if, if you had a good experience and a good relationship with the people you student taught with, keep that up, you know, keep (laughs) them involved with what you're doing and, and um, what you're thinking about for your next step.
0: Absolutely. For sure. Um, And that, experience kind of differs between fall and spring. You know, mm-hmm. when you're a fall student teacher, you're looking into January and beyond. You're looking at, you know, what am I going to do for the rest of this school year before I start interviewing for jobs. And if you're a spring graduate, you're jumping feet first into applications. You're you're applying for jobs before you're done student teaching. So, it's it's very much a Different, um, different beast each time. Um, Do you have anything to add there, Jacob?
2: Yeah. um, Again, any any sort of opportunity, I feel like is a good one, and um, Mm -hmm. because I know a lot of our listeners on here could probably attest with something we've said with you know with me being in elementary and then uh, you both having other experiences as well. It, it gets mm-hmm. it's something that's relatable especially in today's time that we're in and stuff like that to where um, um it, there's to where i feel like there is like a uh, benefit of getting the experience also at the elementary level because eventually those kids become your kids and then the high school's kids and stuff like that and it really hones in on like some key concepts like classroom management discipline management and stuff like that that You can you can already get going into um, your when you do get a band director job and stuff like that, and connection connections, kind of like what Chelsea was saying earlier, connections with your cooperating teacher and stuff like that. Because I'm telling you, like those were whenever I would interview, those were some of my best references, like my mentor teacher Mm -hmm. and some of the other connections I made um, around me and stuff like that because I would go and observe or go in and do private lessons and stuff like that so and that's just something I would add as well yeah yeah definitely
0: keep in touch those are going to be your best references your cooperating teachers
1: a quick little side note um that I didn't think to mention earlier but something that Jacob just said reminded me um back to when you are student teaching something i want to make sure that people when you're taking notes and you're observing and all of that a lot of times we focus on the music and the pedagogy and like what you know the different instruments and all of that but in my opinion the number one thing that teachers need to know it's not the music it's not how to play each instrument it's none of that it's classroom management. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. number one yeah. because you cannot do anything else. Make sure that you're also observing how they manage their classroom. <laughs> um, how do they deal with the situations that come up? Kids are unpredictable, no matter the age. Um, how are they working with you know the students that are having a hard time, that are talking back, that are you know whatever? Because it happens to all of us. Um, I just I just wanted to throw that out there real quick that it's probably the most important thing in 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 my opinion at least is how you manage your classroom and you're setting those expectations mm-hmm. so okay. if you haven't thought about that yet or you're about to go into student teaching or or what have you ask those questions really focus on how that is run and how that is set up in each in each person's room and every single person is going to do it differently you might see things that You're like, dude, I'm going to steal that. Or you're like, I would never handle it that way. Whatever, okay? If you have me, Aaron, and Jacob all in identical classrooms, we're going to be handling things completely differently. And that's natural. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just... I totally random I just wanted to put that out there um, cuz you you mentioned it Jacob Yeah
0: for sure. And that kind of transitions um pretty well into the next point I wanted to make and is that's substitute teaching. Um I think it's a great way to kind of transition um from fall right. into spring um cuz yeah. it keeps you in the classroom. Uh um, For sure. And it's it's pretty good money. It um it gives you some flexibility. Like if you have a job interview, uh, you don't have to call into to work. You can just not take a job that day. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think it's a very good like stopgap between what you're, you know, you know, leaving student teaching and getting a full-time job. And um, it also helps you um, practice that classroom management. Um and it it's
1: gonna be some of the hardest yep, classroom management you got because yep, when you're 7 you'll be doing it on <laughs> on
0: hard mode and so yeah. <laughs> once you once you actually get into your own classroom, um the it it seems a lot easier because they're your kids they they trust you they respect you more so it's like taking sure. the training weights off after um. <laughs> after subbing. So I, it's something I recommend and it'll, it'll give you, it'll keep you around districts. It'll give you a you mm-hmm. good opportunity. And I think, I think it's definitely something all fall uh, uh, student teachers should think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And definitely. Cause I feel like, especially well, classroom management is something that is going to take time to learn. I mean, I'm still trying to figure oh, it out myself and yeah, stuff like 100%. that. Absolutely. So, and it's not, 100% perfect. Yeah, where I want it to be, but it's just good training ground like you were saying earlier, Aaron. Yeah. So, it, and
1: figuring it, out your own yeah, style mm-hmm. and, and, and what works for you personally.
2: Yeah. And
0: it's a career-long process. For <laughs> sure. Know, it'll never it'll for never for be sure. perfect.
1: Probably. Um, one quick thing for the spring people. Um, make sure that you, as you, you, you're starting to... Um, Apply for jobs. Sorry, I like, forgot what that was for a second. Uh, as you're starting to apply for jobs, um, make sure that all of your paperwork and stuff is in order. Mm-hmm. I have seen multiple times where um, like they're still waiting on one test or whatever you. and, and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, um, but a district wants to see that it's already done instead of having to wait. For someone does that make sense uh it, it's it's something that you definitely want to make sure is done ahead of time so there, like there are some times where a district will be like okay you're hired pending this um but most of the time they just they want it to be done before you even interview mm-hmm. um so get that done as soon as you possibly can
0: yeah for sure um and the last thing i think uh we should talk about is is taking opportunities and taking chances. Um, For sure. You know, you, you are in a very volatile time when you're done student teaching. You don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's next. Um, and to me, I think it's a perfect time to just take a chance on something if you feel like you yeah. can. You know, I have my job now because I took a chance like that. Um, yeah. When I was substitute teaching, after, after I was student teaching, I was um, sitting in a fourth grade classroom and watching all these heathens, you know, run around and you know put a pig head on a spit and go Lord of the yeah, Flies, basically. Um, and I got a phone call and it was a professor of mine from college, and he said, "Do you want a band director job for the rest of the year?" And I looked around and I said, "Absolutely, I do." <laughs> <laughs> and he said, well, you're going to have to relocate to San Antonio, but they have a place for you to stay and everything. I was like, tell me when Done. I'm in, let's go. Right. And so I moved, uh, you know, I packed a bag, moved to San Antonio two weeks later and spent the rest of the school year at the school I'm teaching at now. Um, That's so cool. I, you know, finished up the year with them. I went to grad school, taught a year, and I got a call from my head director I said, hey, we have an opening. You're the first person I thought of. I said, say when? And so I backed the bag and I've been there ever since. I love that. You know, if, if I had said no out of fear, you know, out of inconvenience, then, you know, I wouldn't, I may not be here right now. I may not even be teaching. So I think you've, you've, if you can take those chances, I think you should
1: absolutely my first job was in the same district i'm in right now and um i was looking for jobs and it was just me and my dog winston and i got uh, a, an interview opportunity where i'm at in houston and i had been to houston twice in my life and i took the interview and they said hey we want to see you in person grabbed my dog whereas in the car for nine hours (laughs) drove all the way back all the way down here and got the job and here i am and you know when i first started taking um interviews i was like oh i want to be in sets and such area and i definitely don't want to then i was like you know what let me let me kind of look around and say i'm 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 here i never thought i'd be in the houston area not that it's not great i love it um I just had no experience with it and I, I took that interview I drove down here and um, my first year teaching I met my now husband and I've been teaching for 10 years now in the same district It's who who knew mm-hmm. that that's <laughs> where I was meant to be at the time you know yeah. so if you have an opportunity I agree with Aaron don't limit yourself to, to where you need to be and I love that story Aaron about you're just like done let's do mm-hmm. it
2: i love it <laughs> yeah because i mean i i'll i'll speak for those that may not be getting like a bad job immediately just mm-hmm. find those opportunities around you because for me i was i was in a community band and stuff like that where i was able to make some more connections or yeah. even or even if you do get an elementary job find the middle schools find the high schools ask them like introduce yourself to them like hi um i'm interested in becoming a band director um could i maybe come in and observe your class and stuff like that and yeah it could lead to opportunities because i know i did that with uh one of my local high schools to where i taught private lessons to a tuba student and they ended up asking me hey would you be interested in being a marching tech and stuff like that and it's led to that and then so many things so many other opportunities unfolded for me to where i could still say I'm teaching elementary, but I'm still getting the full time experience with yes, band and stuff like that. To where it's not to where it's not killing myself for my time and stuff like that. To where I could to where I'm so involved, I still know what's happening in the band world and stuff like that. And I'm thankful and grateful for all those opportunities and for for all those people. Yeah.
1: Um real quick i want to mention one thing before we go to work-life balance if that's all right Mm -hmm. um it's not a very nice topic but it's a reality um quickly if while you're student teaching unfortunately there are some people that have um bad experiences unprofessional experiences inappropriate experiences um and you know i'm not we don't need to go into details or stories or anything like that but um unfortunately that is a reality that does happen to some people and people that we know personally Mm -hmm. and um if something like that does happen there is unfortunately a a power dynamic at play and a lot of people might feel that it is um, not beneficial to them or detrimental even to them to report it or to say something or to um, just bring it to light and let me be you know someone that says if something happens that is unprofessional inappropriate anything like that please immediately bring it to your university mm-hmm. whoever is in charge of student teaching whoever is someone a professor you feel safe with um whoever you need to talk to please bring that to that person because we know that it is something that does happen and we have heard stories from our own friends and and colleagues and it is something that we do not i i hope it's okay to speak for you guys but um we do not want that in our profession we do not want those people in our schools we do not want um, anybody to have to go through these experiences. And I know it is it is so hard, and this is a loaded subject, um, but please report it if you feel safe and comfortable to do so. Um, it will not hurt you in any way. It will not uh, take away from any experience. Um, these are yeah, mm-hmm. I'll I'll leave it at yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. I, I did want to mention that here at the very end. It's a sad reality of, of you know, just yeah. people. Yeah.
0: yeah I think just about everybody knows somebody that has that that has had that kind of experience and it's it's yeah. sad and we want especially as the emerging generation of band directors, I think we want to be the change in that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you experience these sort of things, you know, reach out to somebody, somebody you trust, somebody that can help you, you know, because if, if you're yeah. having that kind of experience, your university can move you, you know, they can yeah. put you yeah. in a different situation mm-hmm. that's better and they can, they can help make it so, you know, student teachers don't go there anymore if they can't mm-hmm. do anything past that. So you know, you're helping yourself and you're helping others by, you know, reporting that kind of situation.
1: Kind of a, a heavy thing to end on, but I did want to make sure that we brought it up.
0: Yeah, it's important. Absolutely.
1: Well, do you want a hard transition into <laughs> <Yeah>. balance recommendations? <laughs> I don't have a nice, fluffy, and now we go to blah, blah, blah. That's, yeah,
0: it's that's a, that's a good time for an ad break. Uh,
1: right?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, let's go into our work-life balance recommendations. Let's do it. Um, I'll go first. Uh, mine Perfect. is a little basic. Um, it's something that I'm sure no one's ever heard of. Um, do you all know about audiobooks? Uh,
1: <laughs> a what? <laughs> a, it's like
0: a book, but you <laughs> listen to it. It's it's crazy. Who knew?
1: Dude, do you guys remember cassette, like books on cassette? Yes. Like oh, yeah. Books on tape, I mean? It would be like mm-hmm.
0: 17 cassettes in like one of those yeah, giant, giant fold open.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember there would be like children's books, and they would put them in little bags at the library with a little cassette uh-huh. in there, and they'd like <laughs> hang the little bags up. I don't know if you guys... I yeah I, I, that I remember just really flooding <laughs> to me when you said audiobook
0: well I've never been much of an audiobook person um, I've kind of just figured they weren't for me I like to hold the book I like to read the book um, right but I have not had much time for reading lately and um, I have a kind of a far commute I can com- I commute about 40 45 minutes one way um, oh, Right. Uh. And I know <laughs>
1: that's hard. <laughs> I, I feel
0: that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mine is like five
0: minutes. Uh, love that for you. Yeah. Thank uh, you. <laughs> but, you know, and I, I'm usually, you know, a podcast girly, you know, going back and Boom. forth in school. Same. But, you know, they've kind of gotten stale for a while. So I figured I would jump into an Except audio for book. Ours. Except for ours, you know, that I have on repeat while I'm sleeping. But I can only do that while I'm sleeping.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all our listeners yeah and just, just Aaron
0: <laughs> me going to sleep to the sound of my own voice <laughs> uh, but I decided to, to try out some audiobooks and it's it's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm currently reading Good Omens. I don't know if that's something you've heard of it's a, it's a Neil Gaiman book uh, okay. and it's actually there's a series on Amazon Prime. Of it, and it's about an angel and a demon that are friends, and they are um, <laughs> trying to prevent Armageddon by um, raising the Antichrist <laughs> as their own. Oh, I love it! To, uh, to <laughs> not be good or evil, just to kind of like skid that line and not uh, destroy the world. So uh, I'm
1: looking at it right now. Oh, I'm looking at the TV uh-huh. show, but I mean, it's got David Cumberbatch. Uh
0: huh. It's got David Tennant in it. It's, yeah. it's You know, I haven't watched the show Benedict yet.
1: Cumberbatch as Satan. You know That's what's so funny?
0: What can be bad about that? <laughs> other than you know Satan, but <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but it's it's been a lot of fun, and I think it'll it's it'll kind of open me up into more uh, more avenues of listening. As I as I drive, my you know thirty five mile seventy mile round trip every day. That's
1: crazy. (laughs) My husband loves audiobooks. He does. He runs every morning Mm. and he listens to them as he runs, and he loves it.
2: Love that, Jacob. Yeah. So I put some on that's related into like even while you're teaching and stuff like that, which. Um the way my schedule works and all that stuff. My lunch break and my lunch break is right before my conference period and stuff like that. So I have a nice nice. I have a nice I have a pretty nice hour window in there to to myself and with my coworkers and stuff like that, which in most regular cases I eat with my coworkers, but sometimes what I like to do is I like to just be in my room and since um and since I like listening to ambiance music a lot, I like to throw on like some of that ambiance music. Maybe it's like the jazz music with the raindrops in the background, or maybe it's like yeah, well, some, I feel that, or maybe it's some sort of soundtrack by um, like a major studio or something like that. And really, it's like just to um, just to, like find your find find your peace, find find some sort of zen in the day to win, so, especially on days that are chaotic and maybe someone did something in class or something like that that really just threw off it's nice to just go in and just find that um inner peace and stuff like that do you ever
0: throw on the lo-fi hip-hop girl on youtube or love
1: her. yeah <laughs> or like the- me and her are besties
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the pit it's like the picture of someone writing while drinking a cup of coffee next to the window yes, while yeah, it's exactly. raining. <laughs> I
1: love those, yeah. man. I I love those. Did we talk yeah. about Aaron? Did you tell me? Were you the one that told me about Bardcore? No. Okay. I'm interested though. If you're, I've been lately going off of what you said, um, like creating vibes for myself, mm-hmm. right? But and <laughs> I use a lot of those videos and stuff, like you're talking about. Uh, jacob someone told me about bardcore and bardcore is like um like popular music but like medieval (laughs) have you seen these oh my (laughs) gosh yes yes okay (laughs) i have seen those it's like dr dre but medieval my god i love that um, (laughs) these are so funny and also a vibe like we went to the renaissance fair not too long ago and we heard some of these at some people's like shops and stuff. Oh my God. That's it, so just,
0: funny. Yeah. It, like, it's so hilarious. Yeah. By
1: Usher, but it's medieval bardcore. <laughs> like I need you to go and look these up after this. Era, yeah. Okay. Cause it's so funny.
2: Uh huh. Oh man.
1: Okay. That's not my recommendation. <laughs> <though>. So my, <laughs> my recommendation is guys, this is going to sound so like, influencery and I don't mean it to sound that way but I need you guys to get this because it is insane and so it, this has been around for a while it's by Sol de Janeiro they have um like they were popular for their Bum Bum cream that they have it's just a lotion like a firming lotion mm-hmm. oh, um like my wife uses but it but what my wife
0: ha- has used that before okay yes. see
1: So the original scent of that Bum Bum Cream, the the yellow one, is number 62. And they have um, body sprays now. And guys, look, I know it's a little expensive. Okay? You don't need to tell me about that. But when I tell you it is the most incredible scent of all time, they have new scents too. They have number 40, number 68, number 71. Like all of them are great. But number 62, guys, is everything. And you need to smell it and you need to slather it all over your body and you just need to be the like Sol de Janeiro girly. It is my life right now. And I just wanted to share that with everybody. That's it. wow
0: well, I will I will I'm keep obsessed. that keep that in mind when I'm looking for a new yes. body spray.
1: There you go. <laughs> Buy it for your wife. This is what she wants. She okay. wants
0: All right. She yeah. wants
1: anything by Sol de Janeiro. I'm just saying. All right.
0: Stocking stuffers confirmed.
1: Yeah. Well, expensive. It's kind of expensive. You know,
0: there's no such thing as too expensive for my wife.
1: That's right. she listens to the
0: podcast, so I hope she hears that.
1: She's listening right now. Her ear is on the door.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. Well, let's... um, Go into our plugs for the episode. We have a new newsletter. Um, Yay! The November issue just went out a couple days ago, so I hope you all safely got it in your inbox. Um, it's full of, you know, things that are going on in the YBDT community. It's got our podcasts on there. It's got links to our socials to our members only Facebook group. I write a little ditty on it every month and I hope that it brings some comfort and some joy to anyone who reads it. Um, but I think it's, it's backed by popular demand and I hope that it's yes. living up to that. Um, cause it's, it's kind of my baby right now. So I hope that I love, hope it. that it's, <laughs> um, working out well thanks so much for joining us jacob this has been a
2: great time i think we
1: yeah it's been so fun i think we
2: got a lot out of it i always love coming to this podcast so thank you both for having me of course anytime. anytime
1: we love having you
2: thank you everyone for listening this is the band hall a ybdt
0: podcast
1: follow us on instagram at young band directors tx and find more information about joining YBDT at our website, org.
0: Until next time.